Would you consider yourself to be a shy person? Is that how you would describe yourself? Because I'm a reformed, painfully shy girl who accidentally became a professional speaker. And when I look back on my life, I learned to be shy. So just as I say that there is no speaker DNA, I don't think there's any shyness DNA. So let's get on to the show. You're listening to Be In Demand, the podcast for honest advice, inspiring stories, and ideas for growing your business by leveraging the expert that you are. I'm your host, Loria Mirabito, business mentor, and I'm also a reformed painfully shy girl, red wine lover, and exercise enthusiast. Join me as I share how being positioned as the expert in your industry, even if it's a busy one, will help you stand out and be the one in demand to hire and work with. So that's a pretty bold statement that you just heard me say that you're actually not shy. You learned to be shy, just like I learned to be shy. And it's a learned behavior. And there's a few things like when I look back on my life that I can say, like, I definitely learned this behavior from my parents. I was a very observant child and didn't always ask a lot of questions, just assumed that the, that the adults that were in my life you know, like had my best interest in mind and the things that they taught me. And I'm sure that, and I'm absolutely positive of that. My parents didn't do, you know, any intentional harm. It's just what they learned being in this world. So I learned to be shy and I always classified myself as a shy girl. As a matter of fact, my shy streak loves to rear its ugly head from time to time. And it's my job to like consciously tame that down. Like, yep, that's how I used to be. Go away. You know, because this is part of our identity. And if you've heard anybody talk about identity, it's about like, who am I? And a lot of times, like I hear people say, like, I'm shy. I used to say those words, those exact words. What happens when we strip that that particular identity away from you? Well, then it's I am, I'm not sure, you know, and shyness is a nice little thing to just kind of like hide in the background so that I won't ever be judged. I won't have to have that fear of, did I belong or did I not belong? I can use all sorts of excuses about like, Hey, I just like to observe everybody. I like to just like take in the room and be able to see others. Let me just stay in the background, let other people you know, go up to the front. I'll let other people volunteer and ask questions. I'll learn from those people. And I just want to ask you, is that true? Are you really making space for other people or is it just your default mode? Because you're shy, because you're hiding behind that shyness. There's so much that I want to say, and I'm sorry for saying this, sorry, not sorry, that you're missing out on so much. But what would happen if you actually raised your hand and never used that word shyness again? Where did you learn to be shy? You know, because when I look back on my life, my mother had, was bipolar. So she had mental illness. And I think she also really suffered from low self-esteem and did not have confidence in herself and her abilities. And, you know, when, 
would just kind of like hide in the background. She would get very nervous around crowds. And I could definitely say like, it, it was true. She did get a little nervous. And at times she would say things that was like, did that woman really say that? But that was my mom. And I look back on that, like when I was a small child, again, you're, you look at your parents as being these guardians. They know everything. Like we look up to them. We aspire to be like them. Those were the kind of parents that I had. And we would be in the grocery store. And before I even go, go down this little avenue, this was something that I only just realized about a couple of years ago how I learned to be shy. So we're like in the grocery store, for example. And I would see down the end of the aisle, oh, it's our neighbor that was like five houses down. And my mother would see them and suddenly like turn around and go back the other way. Now as a small child, I'm learning this behavior. I'm learning the behavior to, I'm modeling my parents' behavior. So I learned this, oh, we're not supposed, like if you see your neighbor, you're supposed to go the other way. Whereas somebody in another household would be like, you know, probably like waving their hand and like, hey, and then end up stopping in the middle of the aisle with their little, young children by their sides and just having this in-depth like five, 10, 15 minute conversation, you know, just talking about all sorts of things, but that wasn't what my mother was comfortable with. So guess what? I grew up uncomfortable with that kind of interaction also. So again, I learned to be shy. And I was recently, um, there's, for my father's birthday, he loves to go to this fair. His birthday's in the fall. And there's this fair that happens in New England. And we spend the day and we go with dad. And there's a particular show. It's like a trapeze show you know, the high wires, you know, with the bikes and the chairs and they're sitting on the wall. It's like, it's like crazy talk. And it's generation after generation after generation that is in this family business. So much so that two years ago, they brought out the new addition to the family. And I can't remember exactly how many generations the show has been going on. Let's just say it's five. And so now they're working on their sixth generation and they bring out this little baby that they are just holding in their arms this was two years ago and they're bringing the baby out and the baby is being being introduced by being in front of people it's also growing up with a group of people who walking on a high wire that's normal that's just what people do you can balance and walk across high wire tight ropes you know and do tricks and entertain crowds and then so last year the little baby that was in somebody's arms is now a small child um and that small child is like is again they're bringing the child out it's seeing the crowds and it just made me think like wow how i was taught to be shy and then you got this small child who this is normal to be in front of crowds this is normal. This is what everybody must do. But the truth of the matter, it's not. And I know that there's going to be some people who are listening to this saying, yeah, I had shy parents, but I'm very outgoing. Fantastic. But let's look at your role models. Where did you learn to be that outgoing? Because it could be that you went into sports 
and you were really athletically inclined and you got lots of external validation, you know, for being out there for the play, for your athletic abilities. And that could be where your, you know, your outgoing personality really got formed. But again, that was younger in life. So just think back that if you consider yourself to be a shy person with a shy streak like I do, you know, where did you learn that? Because that's what it is. It was learned behavior. Ready to get positioned as the expert, attract perfect clients, and monetize your authority? Well, speaking is the fastest way to grow your business while building no light and trust. Having a speech will attract the perfect clients to you and get you rebooked again and again. So if you're ready to craft a speech that is compelling, captivating, and most importantly, converting, then get on the waitlist for in-demand signature speech, where you'll learn my step-by-step process to build a speech that gets your audience's attention, explains why you're the expert to keep listening to, share immense value while subconsciously addressing the objections your audience is thinking and feeling so that when you share the next step, it's a no-brainer for them to say yes. Let's get your presentation ready for you to deliver with confidence. Stop wasting time, energy, and money building a business the hard way. Join the waitlist for in-demand signature speech at speakandstandout.com forward slash SS. You can teach your nervous system new tricks. As a matter of fact, you know, for years, uh, even all through school, I never considered myself to be a good writer at all. And I've written two Amazon bestselling books now. And I have had to teach myself that I can write beautifully. I was recently at a week-long event, um, which is called a tribal event, and it's by Randy Gage. And I actually did a debrief uh, Zoom group chat with this. And if you want to see that recording, that link will be down below in the, in the show notes. But during this, like writing really good, sexy copy was part of the program. Now I do, again, like I'm going back to like my default mode is I'm not a good writer. I can't write, co- I can't write sexy copy. But guess what? I can teach myself. This is, what, this is one of my mantras. I can teach myself new tricks. I can teach my nervous system that it can write. It can tap into that beautiful part of myself to write beautiful copy that downloads just come to me. As a matter of fact, you know, like these were very long days. And that's something that you'll hear if you want to um, watch that debrief um, uh, video that I'll make available. One night we had homework. Now we're not finishing until 10 p.m. And we start again every day at 8 a.m. It was 10 p.m. and I was exhausted, but he gave us a homework assignment. And I literally, as I'm like brushing my teeth to climb into bed, I am setting the intention that the words are just going to download onto the paper. That was just like, it was just going to download to me right to my fingertips And it was just going to flow so beautifully. And guess what? It did. So what has happened since then? Whenever I have felt, this is hard. I can't do this. I remember that moment. I remember that moment like sitting in the hotel bed, 
and I was exhausted and the letters are starting to get blurry. But guess what? I wrote beautiful copy. When I reread it the next morning, I was like, this is good. You know, I made some little tweaks because copy is like art. Copy is like speaking. You've heard me say that speaking is like verbal copy. And it's about like you're constantly molding and crafting it and a little touch here and a little touch up over there. And let me change that word until you have to decide like when you're an artist, it's just like, it's done. Where did you learn to be shy? That's what I want you to look back on and decide, is that true? Because you can right now decide I don't want this shy streak anymore. It's not going to serve me. That is exactly how I broke that shy streak. I had looked around at other people and the way that they were interacting with each other. And I said to myself, I was like, Lorianne, this shyness is not going to serve me in the long run. And that's literally what got me to let me make eye contact like I'm seeing all these other people do just because my role models don't make eye contact because they're shy. They learn, where did they learn to be shy? So I made eye contact. The earth didn't swallow me whole. I had positive feedback, basically. And it was just like positive feedback. Um, like it was just a positive experience. And so I looked people in the eye while I was talking to them a little bit longer and a little bit longer. And that's how I broke that shy streak. But I will tell you, like that shy streak, you know, like it's been in me because, you know, like we form our personalities and so much conditioning is done when we're small children that, you know, yes, it still shows its ugly head. And I have to say, hey, time for you to take a break. Here's what I'm going to do. Because this particular conference, this tribal event that I went to, I wanted to hide in the background. Fortunately, unfortunately, there was only 13 people in the room, me being one of them. Pretty hard to hide when there's only 13 people in a room. Nobody could hide. And I had to show up fully for myself. And showing up fully for myself, I also showed up fully for everybody else. So you can teach your nervous system new tricks. What is it something that you want to do? If you feel like I would define myself as a shy person and you don't want to be that shy person anymore, what can you do to start breaking that mold? And so what I would suggest is that you look at somebody who's not shy, find a role model and just kind of observe them, study them, if you will, ask them like, Hey, can I just like pick your brain for a little bit about how you just get out there? You know, Tap into a good friend. Maybe you start doing Facebook lives, you know, or start your own podcast, something that makes you that put makes you uncomfortable, but is also allowing you to learn new tricks, teach your, your nervous system new tricks, new habits, and you're also getting your content out there. So the reason why I did the shyness episode is because so many people avoid speaking because like, oh, I'm shy. I can't do that. You know what? I used to think that. I used to think I can't do that. But one day, an opportunity came up. It's like, Lorraine, you be the speaker. And I just shook my head, yes. And inside, I was saying to myself, are you crazy? 
you don't speak in front of people. You're the shy girl. And that was one of those big giant steps in the right direction. And I look back on that first moment, that first speaking opportunity, and I laugh at it because it is so different than the way that I speak now, even just like right here, whether you're listening to this podcast or you are over on YouTube and you're watching this, I just want you to know that you can teach yourself new tricks. The question is, what tricks do you want to teach yourself? Really write it down. Since this particular program, one of the things that I am doing is I'm writing every day for 15 minutes, writing sexy copy because I am learning this new habit of writing sexy copy. This is what I'm calling. I'm calling it sexy copy, but it's basically like copy that, you know, that pulls the reader in. Sexy copy that like they read a line and that line makes them want to read the next line and the next line and et cetera all the way down to the very end. Because that's the whole point. If I'm going to write content, my emails, my social, the episode notes, I want it. I want to encourage you. That's, I feel like that's part of my job is to get you to read everything. And if I can do that for you, you know, then I'm, I'm winning. I'm accomplishing what I want to accomplish. So those are the things that, you know, that I want you to walk away with is knowing that, hey, you can teach your nervous system new tricks. You just need to know exactly what tricks you want to teach it. And if you want to watch that tribal event, because by the time this podcast came out, you would not have been able to be on the live event. So I will make sure that that link is down below so that you can watch that. If you'd like to hear about industry secrets, Randy Gage is a high school dropout who ended up in jail, who then started a business when he got out of jail and within five years had become a millionaire within five years. And I remember hearing him speak once at a national speakers association meeting. And he said, you know, according to NSA, it takes about 10 years to make your first million dollars. That nobody told me that. So I did it in five and I've, that has always stuck with me that there's a lot of bad advice out there, a lot of bad advice. And we can fall into that because could you imagine if Randy had heard that, oh, it takes 10 years, like, oh, okay. So I'll just keep trudging along, trudging along, trudging along. And maybe by 10 years, I'll have hit that million dollar mark. But no, because he didn't know, he didn't know any better. It only took him five years. So this tribal event talked a lot about, you know, some of the bad advice that's out there, but also about industry tried and true tips and suggestions, things that actually work that you want to be doing to grow your business, especially the direction that things are going in. Um, The way that audio is becoming searchable, video is already searchable. You know, it's not just SEO and blogs on your website anymore and writing articles for other news, news and media. You know, it's about you creating a ton of content and that ton of content starts today because you can compare yourself to somebody else and like, look at all that they have, but guess what? They've been at it a little bit longer than you. And those people, all of those people, 
They all started with their first blog, their first podcast, their first video, their first paid speaking event, their first client. Everybody starts with one. So that's what I want you to walk away with. So definitely check that out. And I would love to hear from you. Send me a DM. If, If you've sent me DMs before, then you know that I actually answer them. And love to hear from you. And let me know like what's resonating with you. What do you want to hear more of? You know, I take a lot of these different topics into consideration. But what I want to know is what new trick or habit are you going to teach your nervous system this week? I'll catch you next week.